<laughs> Welcome to North v South, the podcast about but not about design with Rob Turpin and John Elliman. This is episode 69. Dudes. Yeah. Uh, and the first of 2018. Yeah, I hope everyone's Christmas was uh, endurable. <laughs> Set the bar high there, John. Uh, uh, was and, yours uh, endurable? It was an endurance. <laughs> Not quite the same thing, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was good fun. Yeah, I had a really good Christmas. It was a very busy. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Like visitors from the twenty seventh every day, different visitors till till the first. So um, yeah, been a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of feet coming through the door. Yes. Uh, yeah, we were kind of busy as well. We were up in York pre-Christmas, and then for Christmas, we were back down here at Steph's parents in Twickenham. We had a couple of weddings in between Christmas and New Year, so that meant we couldn't go too far. So, but it was, so that was pretty busy, you know, in between eating and uh, setting up weddings. Oh yeah, you had some weddings. Oh, we did, yeah. Oh, uh, one local and one in a marquee in Kent. <laughs> on a day that absolutely hurled it down. That's not a good idea, is it, to have a wedding in a tent in December? Oh, well, it was New Year's Eve as oh, well. Right. Wow. So it was, it was a proper party. Um, but I think it went well. Good. Yeah. Did you uh, did you overdo it at Christmas? Were you drinking too many snowballs? No. Not really, no. I was, uh, I was very good. I think uh, New Year's Eve had a few. Had a yeah. had a very nice um, roast dinner. Two two ducks, Rob. Two ducks. I, t- I cooked two Donald ducks. Golden Jemima. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Is that because you had so many people, or were they? No, just we had, it was only four of us. I was just being pig. Oh. But um, duck à l'orange. I went classic. How oh, delightful! It was very good. Crepe Suzette for dessert. <laughs> cheese. We didn't get even get to the cheese. I don't think. No, no, we didn't actually. The cheese was kind of offered every uh, after every meal. I don't think I drank <laughs> it once. Uh, have you got a drink to accompany the podcast this evening? Well, I wasn't drinking, but um, my wife said I have to have a beer. So I was given quite a few beers for Christmas. Uh, this one, I'm going to open it up. Hang on. Oh, it's a bit pathetic, wasn't it? Uh, this is a Portobello Brewing Company beer. I've never okay, heard yeah. of them before. Uh, yeah, I've had um, some of those. Westway Pale Ale. So in that bu- in that bucolic part of London. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a sec. I'm going to pour a little. I'm predicting a lot of hops. Yes. No, I'm wrong. Oh. Uh, it's very nice. It's like a traditional English uh, pale ale. Well, that's nice to know. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it is rather nice. And I've also got a glass of something else for later. Uh, a little snifter because we opened some sweet red Italian wine on uh, on New Year's Eve. This is a, a red Valpolicella and it's sweet, so it might go well with my pie. I look forward to hearing all about that, John. Yeah. That sounds, what, are you, what, are you, what are you swigging down? I can hear. I, just, I can hear um, ice cubes. Ice cubes. I've just made myself an old fashioned. Nice. Yeah. What, what got with? Some, got myself some Angostura bitters. It's. I don't even know what the whiskey is. It's. Uh, it's just. Kind of the whiskey I had lying around. I haven't got any uh, single malt whiskeys in the house. So it's just a bog standard whiskey, 
and some sugar and Angostura bitters and orange peel, and it's delicious. Mm. Yeah, I, drink, I seem to drink quite a lot of sherry over Christmas, like a like a seventy year old. Were you wearing uh, a, a dog collar? <clears throat> yeah, frequently. <laughs> uh, so was was uh, was Santa nice to you at Christmas? Did you get any uh, nice presents? I got practical presents. Not really mm. any books or anything exciting. Um, I didn't get a single book. No, I mean I didn't ask for any. So I can't mm. be disappointed in that, but it was the first time for a while. No. I got an LP. Oh. Well, uh, like a vinyl? Yeah. Wow. I know. What um, was it? Uh, LCD sound system. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know you have to say things like that when you say mm. LCD, don't you? You do. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the rest of it, I got some slippers. That's how old I am now. And nice. some socks. Yeah, I'm all socked up. <laughs> no, I mean, you know... <laughs> Uh, yes, predominantly clothes for me for this Christmas, which is perfectly fine. Not, not, uh, I got some whiskey, uh, two bottles of whiskey, mm-hmm. a bourbon and a very nice single malt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I did well. Yeah. Um, I, went, we was, I was at, uh, Steph and I were at Westfield Shopping Centre the other day, and I thought, you know, I didn't get anything kind of silly for Christmas, so I'm going to treat myself to something frivolous so i thought i'll go to the lego store i'll get myself a bit of a bit of star wars lego as i watched uh, i saw the last jedi over christmas and enjoyed it so i thought i'll get myself a little total rubbish couldn't bring myself to buy any of it yeah yeah there's a, a real lack of choice i thought for star wars lego in the in the lego stop shop and then we went to the disney store because obviously disney on Star Wars and had a look at all the bits and pieces there. Couldn't bring myself to buy anything. Maybe I've just got too old for frivolous things. It's because it, it's not an interesting universe, mate. That's why. Yeah, it was interesting enough when I was eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. There's there's absolutely no background to uh, to Star Wars, is there? Not really. I mean, there's no know, sense of a real world out there. No. Uh, but you enjoyed the film, yeah? I did. I thought it uh, it was a little long, but um, yeah, I did enjoy it. I thought it was beautiful looking. Yeah, it was, wasn't really it? Really uh, kind of interesting visuals. The interior shots with Emperor Gollum were, uh, yes. were good, weren't they? They were. They were. I mean, very reminiscent of um, the Emperor from the original trilogy, mm. these red Imperial guards. But yeah, cracking stuff. Um. Yeah. So what? What else? Oh, I did. I did a brutal run on uh, Saturday with uh, uh, Alid, my brother. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was uh, that was a good start. Start or end to the year. How brutal? Yeah, we climb. It's nine hundred foot climb. That sounds like quite a lot. Yeah, it is. Well, most I've ever done was four hundred and fifty in a run. Uh, yeah, it was brutal. It was mud. It was through mud and water. Um, was this and, down on the south coast? No, it was in um yeah, it was on the army ranges uh down Borden sort of way. Okay. Do you feel better for it? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good fun. So, um yeah, what what anything else you've been doing, reading, seeing, enjoying? I'm reading the same book that you're reading because uh, I'm still reading Bringing Up the Bodies. Yeah. I I thought you'd read that on holiday last year. No, I read uh, Wolf Hall. Ah, oh, right, okay. 
So I started reading Bring Up Bodies a couple of months ago um, on my commute. And since my commute has stopped, my reading has slowed down as well. So I'm reading that and uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse Myths, which I've just started reading. As a, Not as Norm Smith. Not Norm Smith, no, Norse Myths. Yeah, I've got that um, in my pile yeah. of things. It's, it's soft, soft lamb cover. I find it really hard to touch. I hate that stuff. I'll, I'll pass that on to Neil. Uh, yeah, so I've literally only just about six pages in, so um, I'll let you know how that well, goes. It, that's quite a good jumping off point for something we're going to talk about a bit later, isn't it? Norse Is myths. It? In in terms of uh, like uh, world building um, yes. genre styles, uh, yes, the Norse myths are literally the uh, crucible of all that. Mm. Um, uh, especially fantasy. Um, and you've been drawing little animal heads, I see, all over. Uh, yeah. That's so a I, that's a bit I of a wanted change, to draw something. It? I wanted to draw something different. I'm terrible at characters, um, although we'll come on to that in a bit. <laughs> uh, but I was doodling, and I've tried to doodle Cthulhu, uh, Lovecraft's kind of elder god creature, a few times, and it's always been terrible. And I was doodling away and without any purpose. And it, it just became Cthulhu. So I don't know if I was channeling something particularly eldritch at the time. But, um, uh, yeah, and it turned out really nicely. So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll do a little series of creatures from fiction and myth. So I've got a list of stuff to draw. And I've done uh, – so I did Cthulhu. I've just done the fawn creature from Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, and today I did a Wendigo. What is a Wendigo? A Wendigo is a, it's a North American creature from Algonquin folklore. Uh, and it's kind of a cannibalistic, semi-human, cadaverous creature. Right. That, uh, that's, that apparently is it's associated with famine and cannibalism. Uh, and it's, it's never full. It's got an insatiable appetite. And it never gets full. So it's always drawn as kind of gaunt or cadaverous or skeletal. So I drew it as a, just all these creatures I'm going to do, are just going to be sort of headshots. So I drew it as a like a human skull, but with uh, North American moose antlers. Mm. I'll have a look at that. Yeah, so it's fun. It's nice to do something a bit different. And I'm kind of drawing them more as like a lot of my spaceship doodles are, are literally just kind of quick doodles but these are a bit more considered so I'm, I'm kind of looking at reference and i'm sketching them out and redrawing them and using a light box and kind of getting them right and then inking them nice and tight um and kind of exploring textures and stuff that's good I'm enjoying it i think they'll make like a like i did with the isometric what we did with the isometric buildings on that poster kind of a grid of them i think a like a grid of Creature heads would look quite good as a poster. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? What have you been up to? Um, well, work-wise, I've got just loads of client work on. And uh, I was fretting a bit over the Christmas period because we have a week off. Uh, well, we don't have a week off, but we uh, you tend to get caught up in things. So um, mm. I was fretting a little bit, there, but I just didn't get any time to do anything. So this week's just been a head down Grind through stuff, been really really busy, um, and I'm yeah booking up now, but probably all the way till February. So that's good. 
Yeah, it's good. Start the year. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I would like to be doing the shop more, but um, you know, I got to take the work when it comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been doing that. Uh, I've been what, what I've been doing. I'm reading Bring Up the Bodies, which um, I love. Absolutely. She's a great writer. She's she? just she can just I don't know. She just makes characters speak realistically and interestingly and nuanced. It's, you know. it's astonishing, isn't it? Yeah. The way she writes characters. It's yeah. very much like you're there. And also, if you've seen this series with Mark Rylance, um, he he, pot- he portrayed it so well. Um, it is a bit of uh, of mumblecore in it, but mm. he, the, I, you know, he just, when I, when I read him, that, you know, Mark Rylance pops into my head. Yeah. Which is always a good sign, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been... Uh, yeah, reading that. I've um I started watching The Crown because everyone was raving at it over okay. Christmas. Um I've only watched one episode so far and I've been enjoying my uh, Grey's Anatomy which we never saw, okay. which is kind of like ER but with yeah. a bit more rom-com in it. I thought mm-hmm. it was quite serious, but it isn't at all. It's a bit silly. Yeah, I didn't um, realize it was funny either. Yeah, it's quite it's it's, it's yeah, it's American TV. Mm. Uh you know, it's not um it's not modern TV. In any way, um, if you know what I mean, it, it's yes. very uh, uh, formulaic. Mm-hmm. Um, and listening, I haven't been listening to much really, or not not much music either. Um, I, you know, have you got any recommendations of like audio? You don't listen to audiobooks, do you? Or do you? I don't. I've never listened to one. Right, um, and I haven't really even listened to any new music no. over the past month or two. Um, uh, the only thing I've listened to on the radio recently is the cricket for my sins. Which has been uh, sobering, painful. Mm. Um, yeah, other things I've been playing around with 3D stuff. I've been playing with Adobe's newly released. I think it was called Project Felix. On uh, if you had um, Creative Cloud, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a 3D um, mocking up app, um, and they've released it officially now. It's called uh, Dimensions. Which okay, for, for mocking up what? Oh, uh, for putting labels oh, like on or... bottles and okay. boxes and things like that. Yeah, you can import um, all of their stock f- or an increasing amount of their stock photography, which mm-hmm. um, they might do like a blank table in a cafe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it brings in lighting with it and three-dimensional sort of floor that okay, you cool. can then put a product onto. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very promising. Um, I've been doing – I had a, uh, a candle to design for – a a label for a, for a client. Um, so I, you know, thought I'd try it out in there. It's, it's not production ready yet. The the rendering is unbelievably slow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, on my, I mean, my iMac's what three or four years old now, so it's probably not the fastest, but it's got a pretty decent video card in it, but it's, you know, I've got cinema 4d and it's, you know, cinema 4d would be sitting around drumming its things as this thing started yeah. up. Um, so yeah, but it's a really, I think it's a really fascinating and interesting product product. Um, one weird thing, what's going on with all their icons, they all used to be the same and now they're all becoming different again. Well, I haven't got many on my desktop, so I've kind of, I've only got, um, in my dock, I've only got Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign and Acrobat. Yeah. So have they, what have they gone with, with the, the new stuff? Well, the new well, this is still the just the uppercase um, and then the lowercase letter yeah. for the second bit. But um, it's just that the borders are now on the Dimensions app is rounded. So what does that? Oh, okay, I think I remember Mike Sullivan um, 
pointing that out. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's unusual of him to gripe about something. <laughs> and then, um, and then, like the encoder one has gone to an icon, so it doesn't have any letters whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so ooh, a bit like Acrobat. So you know, they need to uh, yeah. they need to sort this out. I don't like it on my on my dock like that. Wow. <laughs> I remember when I used to used to change icons. You know, these kind of like icon factory and. Yeah, companies, designers that kind of used to put out whole icon sets for either the system or for uh, kind of popular programs and stuff, and you used, used to swap, cut and paste the uh, the icons in, so you yeah. could uh, replace them. And same for kind of uh, system folders as well, different coloured folders, which was actually really useful. It's a much better way of colour coding folders than Apple's tag thing. Yeah, yeah, I used to, yeah, I used to, used to do exactly the same. I think you, you still can, though, can't you? you can yeah, I'm sure it. you can. Um, but no, you don't see many people customizing it, do you? No. One thing I like to have on my dock, <laughs> right? Uh, this really is an geeky. episode in itself. <laughs> yeah, is um, uh, transparent spacer GIF or PNG. Oh, okay. So you can install that through the console, um, yep. through terminal, and so you can separate uh, your apps into um, into little groups. groups. Nice. Yeah, I do, I do that in um, <clears throat> in the Finder. So if I open a Finder window, I've uh, I create little folders with like a, just a, a full stop or a bullet point, so that you can separate all uh, the folders in your sidebar. Well, didn't that, that used to be the way of getting things to the top of an order, wasn't it? Putting a bullet yeah. point in it. Yeah, because that's the only way you could view files back in the day. Back in the day. On with any, any news? I mean, I, I, haven't, haven't, got, I haven't got much news. No, I mean, there's, neither have I. There is big news. Is there? <clears throat> there's big news What's in the big world news? of IT and computing. Meltdown and Spectre, right. um, which I've said, if, if I ever write a novel featuring a couple of detectives, one of whom is dead, is going to be the <laughs> title. Um, every computer chip in the world is susceptible to a hack, John. Every yeah. single one, right? pretty much. I'm, quiver, I'm uh, quivering. And... Fixing it could slow down every computer by up to 30%. Oh. So this is every Intel processor, sort of in the last 25 years, uh, AMD and uh, who the, who's the other kind of uh, ARM, AMD and ARM processors. So basically it's, this is all about some way that uh, in order to increase the speed and efficiency of processors, the way that... Uh, kind of access and memory handling was was designed into the chips. And it's been discovered recently that this is a huge security flaw and basically anyone can get access to pretty much any part of a, a machine through this security flaw. So everything's going to have to be updated. And the patch, because it will rewrite the way that memory and access is granted, will slow machines down considerably. So this affects everything. So Amazon servers and Google. So it could, you know, for a kind of a computer chip generation or two, could uh, significantly slow down computing. Um, yeah, well, that's, it's, quite, it's quite a big thing, is it? Yeah. To 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 the to chip geeks. Well, I mean, it's going to slow slow down your computer by perhaps up to thirty percent. Do you think that's true? Well, that's what everyone's saying. Oh. I'm, I'm really. I, I saw, I saw the news and just, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a, a big deal. Mm. 
Um, which kind of goes with, uh, with one of the news items you've got, which is uh, the Apple. Oh, yeah. Phone, phone battery issues. Yeah. So the um, the old classic, they're slowing down the operating system to, uh, or they're slowing down, you know, the, the more you upgrade, the more they slow down your existing phones. Yeah. Is that is actually true? It is, yeah. Not, not quite for the reasons that, uh, you know, the skeptics thought, but, um, but it is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the one good thing to come out of it is that they're doing battery swaps now for 25 quid. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Or $29 in the States. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to put mine in and get it, get it replaced. Are you, you going to do that with yours, with your six? Uh, I am, but only so I can sell it because, uh, <laughs> it's my new eight arrived today. Oh, right. It's uh, here. Yes, it's it's, uh, it's curious because it's the first time I've got a brand new iPhone um, that looks exactly like the previous one. <laughs> um, there's no uh, difference at all apart from that the camera aperture on the back is is bigger on the eight than the six because it's got a better better lens. Um, but it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's Slightly, you're sort of slightly deflated upon, you know, unboxing a shiny new phone and peeling off all the the, uh, the kind of sticky, transparent stuff. And it looks exactly like your previous one. But <laughs> it is, you know, incredibly quick compared to my to my 6, and the camera does seem nice and uh, improved and everything's very snappy. The haptic touch is, is uh, takes a bit of getting used to as well. So this the home button on the 8 doesn't have a, it's not a real button. Oh yeah, no, it's just I, like yeah. a bit like the track, the new trackpads and things. Um, but it's good. it gives a very good impression of a button. Well, Ali took the uh, his iPhone 10 on the run with us, which was insane. Seeing as I yeah. was waist deep in you know <laughs> mud, but um, we tried out the portrait mode, mm. and it is really, really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that was the only thing that really tempted me with the 10 um, is that kind of depth of field that you can get. Yeah, uh, but it is, you, uh, you know, get, it is just it. software. And yeah. uh, like we said, with that light photo, uh, the, the camera last time, mm. uh, uh, although people have been saying that it is the future of, of photography. Eric Speakman has just bought one. Oh, really? Well, uh, <laughs> <coughs> I don't have high opinions. Early adopts. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Phone batteries, uh, the big, the big lie. Well, I mean, you know, it's just hitting the buffers of technology, isn't it? Or what are you going to do about yeah. it? Um, and people say, oh, you know, like a changeable batteries. Do you remember phones with changeable batteries? They were rubbish. They always yeah. broke and you had gaffer tape around them, etc. cetera. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah. Talking of other tech, um, I listened to last year's episode, um, when we were doing predictions of, um, of what our year might might entail and right. uh, i um uh and that's what we're talking about mainly in our in our main topic but i it was a years a year ago i bought um my apple watch okay um, and uh thought i'd just update on on what i think of it uh it's a really handy fitness um system uh it's still as clunky as hell it's slowed down by probably half i'd say for at least 50% it's really really jaggy since the last was it four 
Um, I'd say, yeah, because, you know, you press a button and you you wait for at least a second for anything to happen. Blimey. Um, but, yeah, but as a fitness device, it's really, really great. Um, so I, if you were buying one, I would get the new Series 2 and not bother with the 3. You don't need the cellular nonsense. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much the only difference in the 3, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, has the Apple Watch... Um, prove to be uh, an encouragement to exercise and to do fitness do you, does it is it a bit more of a spur knowing that you can track things more accurately or interestingly uh i think so yeah for, for my kind of personality it's it's good um but i've actually found the strava app to be the biggest motivator um, okay because it's got a kind of community built into it and i know a fair few people on it, you know, at least five or six. And that, that is a really big spur. You know, if you've got other people and you want to do exercise, not necessarily doing it with them, but knowing that, you know, they've been for a run that day or they, their times yeah. are coming down. It's re- really encouraging and fun. I think, um, okay. and running with lots of people on last Saturday was, was brilliant fun. You know, really, oh, okay. really it was a, fun. it was a, a big run. Oh, yeah, it was uh, 700. I think. Where did you come? 200 and third debatable because Al had pushed me out of the way on the finishing line. <laughs> the bastard. No, he didn't really, but yeah. <laughs> Outrageous. No, we went across the line at the same time, but it listed him first. Yeah. So yeah, we came kind of middle of the road, but you know, that's not bad. I wasn't, I wasn't unhappy with it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was good fun. Whenever I look at Design Week, it just makes me cross because half of it is news that means nothing. Um, mm. There was a thing about Mini unveiling a new um, logo. It turns out that the logo has been around since 2015, but it's they're now rolling it out onto, uh, onto as, a, as a mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. Um, and I have to maybe agree- next, maybe next for the next episode, we should have a we should make a concerted effort to to dig down and get some good design news. <laughs> <laughs> there must be some well you know and then there's an, their other one is about you know what in what will design look like in 2018 and it says nothing it says absolutely nothing about design it says yeah. it's talking about um consultancies it, that's not design you know it's not, i think it? the question Business. was yeah exactly the the next thing is just discussing a, a, a new section that we're going to introduce this year mm. and it's good i'm excited I haven't worked out how long it's going to take us to do this. No. It's going to uh, be a long time. I haven't, I haven't got the book to hand. Yeah. Um, have you got the book to hand there? Not, not right to hand, no. Um, I downloaded the sort of first chapter of the kin- on Kindle last night oh, okay. just to have a quick look at it. I've got um, – I was given by my housemates actually at university. I was given the three-volume hardback. Okay, uh, and So that would have been in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I'll be reading that version. I think there's 62 chapters. Right. So it could take us we another two years. Doing yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, we're going to read a chapter of Lord of the Rings every week and talk about things in it. Yeah. Which is just about design, isn't it? Isn't it just, <clears throat> I personally, I cannot wait for Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Do you like a bit? Do you like? Do you love a uh, bit of Tom? Love a bit of Tom Bombadil. Yeah, don't we all? I love the Bomber. Yeah, um, uh, no, I think it's going to be really good. It's, it's a while. It's probably 
six or seven years since I read it. Yeah, me too. So I'm looking forward to reading it again. Um, and weirdly, I was before you suggested it for the an idea for the show. I was thinking about rereading it because I'm going to do a series of creatures from Lord of the Rings as well as part of one of my little projects this year. Uh, well, I think also with my um, with Early Press with, with you know the business um, mm. thing, I I kind of like starting to feel that it, it should be a gallery for genre specific um, art and not you know like pixel art or um, you know retro art or um, movie posters, but actual proper fantasy sci fi. Uh, kind of art and okay. um, and so i'm i'm calling 2018 the year of fantasy uh and uh and, and exploring fantasy and there's no better place to start like uh like lord of the rings um it's what kick-started a lot of people into uh drawing and imaginative creative thinking um and you know playing games uh you know and making friends while playing those games so yeah i think it will be important to a lot of people who listen to the show and I know it's not specifically designed, but we're becoming less and less of a design show. And like Rob says, yeah. he's, he's not doing design all the time. I do very, very commercial design and, um, and it's really hard to find news items that are relevant um, and not just, you know, a clickbait style bit of news. Yeah. It's more esoteric, isn't it? Yeah. And design is, is uh, an increasingly small part of my, life now i mean i'm always going to be interested in it i'm probably always going to work in it but it's not uh, it's not the thing that drives me forward anymore we're probably going to put it at the end of the show so um if you are you really really don't like it let us know <laughs> but uh, i think it could i think it could take us in really cool and interesting new directions we won't yeah, just be talking exciting. about the uh the text we'll be talking about objects in the text and history and um and art and all, all kinds of things, you know, even the films. Stuff related to it, influenced by it. So next week's going to be uh, a Lord of the Rings special. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've already, uh, yeah. I've already decided. I like <laughs> well, it. Well, I think it, yeah, we just do a Lord of the Rings special um, and um, we'll be starting the first chapter next week. Um, so uh, check back and, and, and see what you think. Um, and if you want to read along with us, it will just be a chapter uh, a week. So it's not... Uh, I'd, I'd, I, I imagine some of the chapters are going to be killer, <laughs> uh, yeah. but they're not reading whole books like we were trying to do when we first started this thing. Just to clarify, when you say reading along with us, we're not going to be reading it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perhaps for another time. You can do you could do that live on Instagram, perhaps, John, like a Jack and Ori special. <laughs> okay, so on to the topic. <clears throat> goals goals in in 2017 now, I, i've written goals far too many times that, than i'd care to uh in the last few days uh for clients and for myself um and i think setting goals is quite a dangerous thing isn't it uh, but it's better than resolutions is there a difference <laughs> well resolution kind of means that you're going to definitely do it goals are um a movable feast <laughs> Oh, okay, That's mine, mine were definitely goals. So, how, how what were your what were your goals last year? Just quickly summarise and tell me how many of those you uh, you you stuck away. Uh, what were my goals last year? <laughs> <laughs> what were my goals last year? I put them uh, in the notes. They're at the top. I know. There. I know. You don't have I, to talk about them. Did I delete them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, there they are. Um, was it exercise. running running a marathon? 
<laughs> okay, well, I didn't get in the London Marathon, so that's not my fault, Ooh. which is good because I did no training for it. Um, so exercise was one that hasn't happened at all. I've put on about two and a half stone in 2017. So that's uh, that obviously hasn't happened. Uh, my other goals were uh, to be a professional illustrator. I guess I was talking about feeling more comfortable calling myself a professional illustrator um, and having enough commercial paying work to justify that. That hasn't happened, but I've made progress on that front. Um, I just don't think quite think I'm there yet. I've done a few more commercial jobs. I've done lots of commissions, now selling prints of my work, thanks to your help. So that all feels like a much more attainable goal for 2018. Um, That's a good positive. Yeah. Life drawing was a goal, and I did none. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the... The things with the life drawing is it, it's it's a bit like exercise. You have to kind of make the effort to go out and do it. Um, so I'm gonna I've got a a new moleskin and I'm gonna draw people in it when I'm out and about. So it's always going to be in my bag, and I'm not going to worry about how good anything is. I'm probably going to use quite a thick marker pen and make gestural figure drawings um, as a way to to get better at understanding how people look and how people move. Um, but the, the focus there is not worrying about producing, you know, finished illustrations. It's scribbles are good, silhouettes are good, you know, it's gestures and shapes and things. Um uh, and the other goal was to work on multiple jobs at once. My pie has arrived. Yeah, the last of my goals that I stated was to work on multiple jobs at once because I think I had a habit of getting if I you know if I got stuck on one job that would prevent me working on anything else. I'd kind of get seriously stuck. Um, and I think I've kind of done that a bit more. It's not often that I've got lots of illustration work on, so it's it's a bit tricky to kind of work out whether or not I succeeded in that but I've certainly at times you know put one job aside to work on another simply because I felt like I was getting into a rut or because I thought I'd benefit from a change of pace or change of topic so yeah so those were my goals what about yourself John well mine were uh, create a website for this podcast all right yeah. Uh, Ellie Press website, which I did. Um, Update my portfolio website. No. Plan or build a studio. Not on your Nelly. When you say plan a studio, is that the the kind of garage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That turned out to be not possible because of remortgaging issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And turn off notifications. But I actually ended up turning them on. So... um, I've probably got more notifications now than I had before, uh, but I'm a lot less anxious than I was. So okay, uh, that will probably explain why why I'm comfortable with that. I'm fairly happy with that. I mean, the podcast website, well, you know, it's never going to make us any money and uh, I've got more, you know, important commercial things to do. But Absolutely. also last year wasn't our best podcast year. Um, no, we we had a... No, I know we had a few yeah. we had a few gaps, didn't we? So um, we did. 
we are we are definitely going to be on it this year, but it will it is going to change a bit. Do you think it was a good year overall? I think it was a, a transitional year for me in terms not uh, in terms of getting things done and doing less, and and I need to in, you know I need to continue that. So when I say in doing less, I mean trying to be less of a jack of all trades, um, and I think that doing the shop and building that and you know running a household and business other business mm. as well at the same time was was an achievement in itself just for me to do it i mean i'm sure other people would be doing it in their sleep but um yeah to actually go through with it do a couple of really quite busy sales test it all out i'm 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 pleased with that i think yeah. that's a good step forward um i'm disappointed that i didn't get any of my own products out and etc cetera, etc cetera, but you know can't win everything well no I mean, it's a lot to to try and achieve is you know getting the, the the site in the shop up there and producing some products of your own is is asking a lot i think you know now the the shop's kind of running and working and it works and you know you can uh you know that's kind of running as a business then i guess that's going to allow you a bit of time to work on your own products yeah, I hope so. I, I hope, yeah, I'm very good at um, filling in spaces that I should actually be, um, you know, doing other things in. Um, and those are normally client work that I kind of grudgingly do, you know mm. what I mean? I.e. laying out PowerPoint presentations. Yeah. Um, but I have this, you know, eternal gnawing tick in my head of earning money. So, um, yeah. It, uh, but I don't beat myself up. And, and and last year I didn't beat myself up about it. Whereas I think Good. previously I've always beaten myself up about it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm fairly pleased. Are you, what about you? Are you, um, are you happy or are you pragmatic it about the way you're wasn't, going? Uh, it wasn't a bad year. I don't think. Um, I worked a fair bit in Shoreditch and certainly towards the end of the year, I became a bit, more relaxed about that the previous year. And I think earlier on in the year I'd struggled because I was getting so bored um, with the work because it's not creative. And I think I'd learned just to kind of accept that and go with the flow a bit towards the end of the year. So, so doing like a couple of weeks in a row, which six, nine months ago was, was tough because it could be so boring. I, I just kind of, you know, got on, did it, did the work, listened to music and radio and, and uh, and got paid, so that was that was good. Um, I think in terms of illustration, it's been okay. The best thing about it has been getting the the print shop up and running and getting some products to sell, which makes me feel more relaxed about like this uh, these creature illustrations I'm doing. Before I would have felt guiltier doing stuff that isn't immediately making me money, so not working on commissions. But now I think anything I draw, if it's of a certain standard. You know, there's a potential for that to become a print and to earn me money. So, thanks. That's thanks to the print shop being open. Um, uh, and I think, yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a pretty good year. It was a busy year with weddings, um, which they generally stress me out. But I think this year they've stressed me out an awful lot less. Hope my wife would agree with me. What I want to do less of is is watch less TV, which is exactly what I said last year. And I'm I, I'm just guilty of just kind of falling into that trap of sitting down on the sofa and and then just kind of letting terrible TV wash over me, um, rather than doing something a bit more productive. So I think I need to do a bit more of that. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, and more more drawing from life, more writing. That was one of the things I, I kind of promised last year that I'd I'd get my children's book written, uh, and that didn't happen. So um, that needs to be something that happens because I, th- I think really the only way for me to to kind of break out and become a professional illustrator kind of in the way that I want is to produce my own book. So it's all on me. Have I done my goals? I don't know. Well, well, first one is, uh, um, fill the shop with products. Um, I want to learn 3d properly. I, I want to do some courses and mm. really get into it. Cause I've invested quite a lot of money and I can kind of hack my way through. But I really want to do 3d. What, uh, what's your kind of aim? What do you want to? I be don't to- know. So that's the difficult thing. But I, yeah. <laughs> but I do use it for um, you know mock-ups and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. So I don't want to be doing. Um, and also, I'm doing a lot more animations, and I really don't know. I just drawn to it like a moth to a flame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, there's a few products I want to do in 3D, um, and I think that you know. But I realise if I really want to invest in like the applications. They're so expensive that you've really got to yeah. start making money off the bat unless you're, you know, rolling in it. Um, so that's where your kind of ideas for some of the little kind of 3D products comes in. Yeah. Procedurally generated 3D objects. Yeah. Um, and I want to redo my business website and really hone it down to the sort of the, the branding and um, uh, and consulting side of things. Um, pushing yeah. the stuff that you want to be doing yeah I think so and think things that I'm best at and that makes me the most money but I think that's the, that's the future for the business and just literally mm. own it for that um, and then leave it there and then hope that Ellie Press and that takes off and then I've always got things to fall back on if it, if it doesn't but yeah that's yeah. The, yeah so I'm saying less of a jack of all trades more doing less and more drawing I really enjoyed Inktober last year yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, it, it was fantastic. Well, I guess uh, kind of I'm used to drawing pretty much every day, but I guess drawing every day for a month was uh, was a, a bit of a new thing for you. Yeah, it was tiring. Yeah, it was tiring. <laughs> do, you, do you want to, have you got anything else to say? Uh, I, I, yeah. I, put, I put other things there of predictions for design, but like you said, I'm not really sure I've got anything to predict. I kind of, um, uh, I respond to clients' needs, do you know what I mean? Rather than yeah. serving up what I think is the dish of the day i think there'll yeah. be a lot more angry design coming out and uh, and hopefully less hand-drawn lettering coffee shop graphics uh, yeah. flat websites and uh, and single page scrolling websites they go straight to the, uh, the seventh circle of hell for me do they don't make me scroll i'm old <laughs> on to the next thing uh website of the week yes so related to my need to do some uh, life drawing. Uh, someone on Twitter pointed me at uh, a website called Line of Action, and I don't know how quite how good it is. Basically, it's a website where you can do uh, figure drawing or animal drawing, or faces and expressions, or hands and feet. It's kind of got categories, so you can click figure drawing, and you can click. It's very slow to load, but basically, you can then select male or female, clothed or unclothed. 30-minute pose, an hour pose, 10-minute <clears throat> poses, and it'll it'll kind of play you a slideshow of uh, uh, photography for you to practice life drawing. 
And I think in terms of life drawing, working from a photograph isn't great. But what I think what is good about this is this kind of slideshow effect. So if you if you do a life drawing class, you often get, you know, we'll do 10 poses in 10 minutes and you can replicate that in this website, which I think is really good because it allow, you know means you focus very much on the the overall shapes and lines and the kind of dynamics of a a figure rather than on the details. I think that's that's probably what I need. So uh, it's line hyphen of hyphen action dot com. Yeah, I like that. I like I like the, yeah, I like the concept of it. Um, I just yeah. think that you know yeah, it won't ever replace life drawing, but like you say, for doing really rapid, quick sketching, yeah. it could be quite handy. Absolutely. Um, my one is uh, a business one. I'm just pushing husband and wife. I think it's called milk and poop. I can't remember oh. where I got this from. Fantastic name. Uh, brilliant idea for business. It's literally like graphic and um, styling packs for new nurseries. So you oh, can nice. choose like little presents or gift packs or even for yourself posters and all sorts of things like that. I think it's a br- brilliant idea. That is a cracking idea. Those yeah. gift packs are brilliant. Yeah, and love lovely graphics in it. Yeah. So, for instance, a, a big kind of gift box has two posters, a complete bedding set, wall stickers, uh, lights, soft toy, and a voucher for some paint. And they're all you know, it's all kind of themed together. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, really nice posters too. Uh, have you got a pie there, John? I have. <laughs> it's a pie minister. And it's a Christmas pie minister. My wife bought me in the sales <laughs> a load of Christmas pies. So January, uh, I'm carrying Christmas through to January. I don't think you can eat Christmas in the, pies after the 6th of June, can you? In the form of pie. They're all in the freezer. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm kicking off with the cracker uh, and Robbie Coltrane's favourite. It's a, a turkey, ham, cranberry, parsnip and sherry pie. Well, that's got it all going on. I know. Uh, so it's um, a typical pie minister, which is um, kind of like a scotch pie, uh, very crispy. So shall I just go straight in? Okay. Yeah, it's really tasty. It's very, very sweet. I can't really complain about it. I'm going to give that a seven. Mm. Well, that's not a bad start to the year. Yep. Uh, so I have got a... Uh, it's a, another pie from Armstrong's Butchers in St. Margaret's, which is one of my favourite places to pick up a pie. Um, and it is a, a lamb, chickpea and chorizo pie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I like that pie. It's short crisp pastry. Uh, very nice. I was expecting it to smell Moroccan, um, but it doesn't. It just smells sort of tomatoey, quite rich. Well, so I'll go in. There's not a lot wrong with it. Except it doesn't taste of a lot. It tastes sort of generically of pie, this one. Do you know what, what I mean? It's, what? It's, it's like a... Generic pie. The lamb doesn't really taste of lamb. Oh, dear. Um, there's chorizo in here as well, which I haven't tasted any of. No. So it just tastes sort of generically of a, of a kind of a, a reasonably rich meat pie. Tomato can wash away flavours, can't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is quite tomatoey. So that's going to get a. I mean, no pie for me is ever truly bad. But, Come um, on, start start the start the year I'm, on a low. I think I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that your lowest score ever? 
No, no, but uh, it's, it's <laughs> certainly the lowest a pie from Armstrong's has ever got. Yeah, oh dear, they need to uh, pull their finger up. So, what's uh, what's the the rest of the week got in store? Um, Friday, Friday. Uh, oh well, my wife's off to another show on Monday, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll be um, looking after a child next week. And yep. oh yeah, the other thing I've got, um, I've got, we've got a fish tank. Ooh. So uh, I've got some plants coming for it. So I'll be planting that and uh, and then next week getting the fish. So I'm oh, very cool. excited. Yeah, we bought bought it for Kitty uh, for Christmas. Marvelous. And, uh, you know, she can start looking after a pet. But um, I'm more excited than she is, I think. Have you heard tropical fish before? A long time ago at university. Mm. Yeah. And well, we had them when I was a kid. Yeah. Fantastic. Loved them. Yeah. So we're going to just start with some neon tetras. Yeah, you can't, you can't really go wrong, can you? No, it's no. Vivid. No. Uh, and uh, and work our way up from there. So, um, yeah, and other than that, Do just working uh, plans for next year. Let us know uh, on Twitter. That's, yes. that's the thing, isn't it? If people are still it on is. it. North underscore V underscore South. Um, just let us know uh, what, you, what your plans are for next year, what you'd like to do. It would be really, really great to hear from you. That's it. Goals and or resolutions. Yeah, two really shit words. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, let us know if you failed on your resolutions already. Yeah. Already, I, I have. Mine was not drinking in the week, so... Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's not going to work with the podcast, is it? No, I know. This is tricky. You fool. I am a fool. Right. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure, John. Nice to catch you up. Yeah, really nice to speak to you, Rob. And um, I'll speak, no doubt. Are you in work tomorrow, or can I speak to you? No. About you can speak to me whenever you want. Products. Yeah. Well, I'll yes. try and get in touch with you tomorrow. Cool. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. And lovely to talk to you, John. I'll talk to you soon. Cheerio. Cheerio.